Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonato. The Black Knight Nation podcast is brought to you by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a company run by Joe Ross, former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, former Army officer, and a guest on the Black Knight Nation podcast. Uh, guys, check out our YouTube channel, uh, Black Knight Nation. We had This is our fourth podcast of the week. It's crazy. We had a preview of the Army, of the Army Air Force game. We had Kevin Ward. On the wrestling coach, we had the 1972 players Ed Francis and Bob Hines on last Sunday, and now we have uh, this recap of Army's 13-7 loss to uh, Air Force, and we have Seth Mendelson of Black Knight Nation with us, and we have Steve Kripe of Crawdad's Countdown the Kickoff with us. Um, I think Steve Anderson might be using the 24-hour rule right now. Um, he might pop in a little later. Want to get this? Want to get this uh, on for you guys? Um, just to review our thoughts on a, a really rough game for the Black Knights uh, down there at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas. And, um, you know, 13-7. Guys, I was doing some research before the podcast. And so we have – Army had 78 rushing yards today, right, Seth? 78. Correct. Yes. Uh, 35 carries, 78 yards, 2.2 yards per carry. Um, so in the Munkin era, they've never been held – under 100 yards rushing in the Munkin era. This is the first time that they've been held under 100 yards. And, you know, they played some really good teams. They played, you know, the Ohio States, the Michigans, who had a pretty good defense, the Penn States. So they played some really good competition during the Munkin era. Um, you know, Wake Forest, who maybe doesn't have the defense that those teams have. But so it's the first time that Army's been held to under 100. And I think there was um, – I saw 112. I saw the 113 a couple – one or two times but um so that's the name of the game really i mean their offense just really didn't really get clicking too too much set we talked about the stat eight first downs in the game two in the second half um time of possession flip 30 basically 35 minutes for air force 25 minutes for army um but still at the end they have the ball i think they're on the 17 yard line they're on 17 they have 83 yards to go and they could win the game. And I think they had about a minute and change left to um, for the drive. And um, it just didn't go Army's way. I mean, yeah, they were able to move the chains here and there. But some of the, I don't know, just some of the things that happened there, we can talk about. We can dissect that. I know a lot of Army fans are, are really frustrated because it seems like this has been the recipe for these service academy games in, in the last couple, right? I mean, um Navy last year, you know, it's a same kind of scoring game, and the offense really didn't get rolling in that game. Last year against Air Force, 21-14 in overtime, but really a tooth-and-nail type of game, and uh, like these always are. But first off, maybe we'll just get you guys' opening thoughts, and we'll go to Seth first. All right, well, thanks, Al. Um, as I said to both you guys off-air beforehand and earlier today after the game, uh, this is probably the most frustrating college football game I've witnessed offensively um, in my many years on the planet. Um, um, it's, I think Air Force has a great defense. I, I admire what uh, Calhoun has done there with them. They seem to be a decent team there. I think they're five and three or six and three now. Is that are they six and three? Yeah, they're five? six. They're six and three now. Okay, they're so they're bowl eligible. They're bowl eligible, yeah. they're, they're bowl eligible and uh, they're they're a decent team. They're not outrageously good. They're a decent team. But what frustrated me the most and uh, was how uninspired the Army offense looked in the entire game, with the exception of the one drive. You know, with two with two passes that were completed that got us down to the ten yard line, and then, you know. 
you know, uh, we, you know, we, we managed to score. West Point managed to score and take a 7-3 lead. Um, every play was essentially – they ran three plays. You know, they ran a quarterback, you know, a, a draw. They ran the uh, the fullbacks up the middle. Uh, and then they did a little bit of counterplays, and, and, and that was it. Where was the outside game? Where was the where was the uh, the, 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 the the plays that would do something to make Air Force, you know, uh, bend a little bit, open up their defense? Um, you know, as Army was driving in that first touchdown, uh, the announcers correctly said, boy, Army's passing the ball now. It's going to open up the defense to allow Army to run the ball more. It didn't happen. I mean, on that play, that series it did, but that was it. I mean, yeah. what happened here? Where, where was the, you know, we had two weeks, and so did they. They had, had a week off also. We had two weeks to prepare, and I didn't see anything. If anything, I saw a dramatic step back. You know, uh, the final thing I'll say, and I'll let Steve talk, is that we got the ball back with a minute and a half or so left in the game on our own 17-yard line. I had no doubt we weren't scoring. I mean, to me, it, you know, I was watching the game with my dog, and I'm screaming at my dog beforehand. But at the end, I'm like, no, we can't win this game. We haven't, we haven't had a, a successful drive for, you know, for, for half the game, and now they're going to do it when, when Air Force is going to be playing deeper, and you know, you have a minute and a half with no timeouts left. I'm sorry, this is this this opened my eyes to the fact that this is either, either a talent issue, or a coaching issue, or both. And I think we should probably talk about that. How's your dog doing, by the way, after this game? I'd say he's, uh, he's passed out. He's passed out. <laughs> so so real quick, right after the game, right, I obviously wasn't there in person. We did have Margaret Kite, a photographer there. We're going to have some photos from the game, and she shot pregame videos. So we thank her for that. I went out for a bike ride with my daughter. You know, I went out for a bike ride with my daughter. We must have went out for a good hour, a little over an hour and change. Just didn't think, uh, think, didn't think too much about the game. Just enjoyed life a little bit because you get a little, you get really frustrated when you see these games, right, Steve? I mean, there's just like, you know, I I, I don't know. We'll, we'll go over the specifics in a little bit, but first, your take on um, you know, your take on the on the game. Yeah, I would echo a lot of things that, that Seth said, and 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 I guess the thing that that surprised me, and and you've mentioned it a couple occasions during the season, Sal, is. You know, working the slot backs in. Okay, yeah, we got T. Rob. He's on the sidelines. Not sure if he's even going to be back this year. Um, you know, he may be calling it a career, but we still got some threats at slot backs. You know, attacking the edge, um, just getting them in the mix, doing a true counter in there. Um, just you know, something there that forces Air Force to go. Okay, we're not going to expect you know fullback or a quarterback draw. Uh, kind of thing. Um, so the lack of creativity, especially coming out the second half, you know, you expect those second half adjustments. It's a chess game. Okay. The, the uh, Air Force's defense is going to make some adjustments. We've got to make some adjustments. Um, and it just didn't seem to be there. And it was largely predictable in, in the second half. Now, I will say that what I uh, maybe end on a positive note here, um, defense that has really struggled for a big part of the year, especially against, um, you know, uh, from a rushing defense standpoint, you know, they held air force over a hundred yards under their season average. Um, and, and, you know, so kudos to them. And even after Marquel Broughton, man, gosh, I hope he's uh, whatever's going on there is not serious. Uh, Cause he's really the, 
the lifeblood of that that defense and the, and the true quarterback of that defense. But even after he came out, the defense was still playing. They, they were giving it their all. Um, and, and, yeah, so if you had told me we would hold Air Force to 100 yards below their season average and our defense would play a solid game and we'd hold them to under two touchdowns, I'm thinking we got a W. But the offense, uh, for whatever reason – is, I don't and like Seth alluded to is is it a talent issue do do the does the coaching staff believe they can't open up the full playbook because of talent or, or, or whatever I'd love to be a fly on the wall in the coach's room yeah I'm gonna Seth can you uh can you carry the conversation for a few minutes I'm gonna step out yeah, yeah we're, we're fine we'll come back yeah yeah okay. uh, Steve you know, I, I agree with you everything you said and uh um you know it, it, it concerns me to no end to watch this and, uh, and say, how do we improve? You know, we, right now we're three and five, uh, you know, we have four games left, right? Three and five, 12, right? Uh, one against Navy who doesn't look like it's a, it's a bad team. We have a good Troy team. Um, we're going to have a hands full playing down there next week. Uh, Connecticut is not a pushover and, <laughs> you know, UMass is not a good team, but I don't know we're a good team. So, yeah. I mean, are these guys going back to the drawing board on Monday and saying, okay, we, we got to come up with some plays. I, I, I don't know. Um, uh, you know I, I don't know, you know if, um, if they can do that. I, I don't see anything that makes me believe that we can turn the engines on with the four games left and get to a bowl game here, which essentially we have to win out. I mean, let's be honest. We might get in at six and six, but that means – we got to be going. We got to be six and five going into Navy, probably. And I don't know if we're going to be six and five going into Navy. Um, so I, I, I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what this means for this team. I, I'm, I'm disheartened. I, I'm disheartened. The, the, the last time I was this upset about the Army football performance was the Air Force game in, I don't know, was that Mikey? Maybe 2008, 2010, when we drove the ball down to the one yard line. Remember this? And we fumbled. Oh, yeah. the guy. Was that Ellerson, Ellerson's first year? The guy picked it up on Air Force, and, and it was a night game, and ran it back 99 yards for a touchdown. And I, uh, I was there with my friend, and way before that, he said to me, he goes, Wow, we look pretty good. I go, It's Army. You never know. <laughs> Fumbled. <laughs> that was the beginning of a disaster. But I mean, okay. this, this is this is a team that um, you know I, I don't see anything. I don't see good passing. You know, I mean, we had two. We had I think he completed four passes. They weren't unbelievably great passes. You know, they the guy we, we got completions. Okay, great. I don't see any running game. I see a great defense, like you said. I see great defense. I'm very impressed with what they've done. Um, but. I'd love to know, you know, I'd, I'd love to pick uh, Munkin's brain and say, is this because, uh, welcome back, Sal, um, is this because um, uh, of the talent? Does he just think he doesn't have the talent to, to do this? And then you got to give him a pass. Then you got to sit there and say he's doing the best he can with what he has, except why don't we have the talent? Why can't we go out there and get these guys? But I don't know if that's the reason. I don't know if that's the reason. I don't know if that's the way it works or, or, or not. What do you think? Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I don't think the coach would ever come up and say, yeah, we don't have the talent. Of course, but not. I think yeah. there is. I mean, a, apart from uh, the elite teams, there's going to be an ebb and flow of talent. And it, it again, if you want to spin this positively, you know, the fact that we're so frustrated is an indicator of where the program has been in recent years, what Munkin has accomplished, and and so we as a fan base are are 
uh, our expectations are elevated. We're, we're used to excellence. We're used to being consistently competitive uh, in that. But I do think we're at a juncture of the season where, okay, yeah, it's it's probably a stretch that we're going to be bowl eligible unless there's a whole lot of teams that aren't and they need to grab a five-win team. I think we'd be at the front of the line, um, you know, given a lot of different factors. But But given that, okay, do we begin looking – Okay, well, let's try something new. I mean, what we've been doing hasn't worked. Let's try it. Do we begin really building for the future? Do we bring Bryson Daly and get him consistent reps in each game? Uh, let's see if he can energize the offense. Because he's he strikes me as sort of a Ronnie Makeda. You know, the thing that always amazed me about Makeda, he's a big guy. But he was nimble. He could execute uh, the option. He was... Uh, Great decision maker, great field vision out there. And Bryson Daly sort of strikes me as that kind of guy. So do we need a bigger guy in there that's tougher to bring down um, and try to mix in maybe some more plebes and yearlings um, at some of the skill uh, positions? But I think we need to try something new um, because what we're, what we're doing is is going stale. When Todd Berry showed up at West Point in 2000 and <laughs> What year was that? Uh, 2001, 2000, maybe yeah, 1990. Yeah, early 2000s. Yeah, whatever it was. One of the first things he said is that Army's going to a pro-style offense. And I, I read it, and I heard it, whatever happened. I said to myself, what? What are we doing here? We, we're not big enough to do that. Right now, I see the Army offense as a pro-style offense, trying to grind it out, you know, run the fullback up the middle, run these quarterback uh, draws, and and everything's done between the tackles. That is not how Army made its name back in the 1980s. Oh, yeah. Okay? And, uh, you know, if, if, we, if you want to start over again, all we have to do is look, and I don't think Air Force is a great team, but I think they're better than we are. Um, yeah. And I think they're a lot better than we are. Um, all we have to do is look at what Air Force is doing, and to some degree, I watched the Navy Cincinnati game, and look at what Navy's doing. You know, the talent level is not that much different. I mean, I think Air Force's quarterback is better than our quarterback. He grew up near, right down the road from where I live here, apparently. Um, so uh, you know, um, so I mean, but but the 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 the, the bottom line is, it's out there. We know what we have to do. Why aren't we doing it? Why are we continuing to run the ball between the tackles when it's clear that our offensive line is not opening the holes that need to be open to have the running backs, fullbacks, running backs, quarterback get through there for five or six or seven yards? You know, the fourth and one, there was no hole for this guy. It was, it was yeah. Buchanan, right? I think it was Buchanan. Yeah, why yeah. are you running? Why are you running? Everybody in the stadium knows that Buchanan's getting the ball, right? Everybody. Everybody. So, but, 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 but not only that, but there's no hole there for him. He stopped, you know, in, in the guy's defense, he stopped two yards from the, from the line of scrimmage, and then he manages to pick up one yard. Well, we need two yards. We need three yards altogether. Yeah, we need um, another yard there. And he stopped. I mean, I mean, there's something wrong. If, if, if the coaches, if I'm seeing it, you know, as a layman and I'm sitting there as a fan watching on TV or watching in the, from the press box or from the stands, I've done all three now this year, and I see it, how come they don't see it? The coaches. Yeah, they, 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 they may. Hey, real quick, while I was away, I heard Seth bring up the, the, the words that no Army fan likes to hear anymore t with the initials TB, right? 
Right. I heard I thought I heard Steve talk about Bryson Daly and getting like younger players some playing time. Did, were, is that what you were talking about, Steve, or no? Yeah. I mean, so they're they're right now they're three and five, right? They're three and five. They have four more games left. And they have a Troy who's solid. They have UConn who will be probably playing for bowl eligibility when they, they play UConn. And they have a UMass team that they should they should beat, right? So you, they have probably four on the table, and they have to win these. They have to beat Troy, and they have to beat UConn, and keep their fingers crossed that the NCA gives them that waiver so they can get into a bowl game. But I don't think it's necessarily time right now to toss in the towel for the season. But I think it's time to. It's a good question. What you guys are saying is. Where do they go from here? And I think Coach Munkin said something to the effect, you know, I know these guys won't put their head down. I know these guys will keep on fighting. And, you know, um, you got it's a hard game to bounce back from. The rivalry game that doesn't go your way and how you show up tomorrow for meetings and film study and how you come to practice on Tuesday. Uh, the, the staff will learn a lot about this team. And, and we're like, what? We're eight games into the season right now. So I'm looking at, like, by now, the adjustments should have been made. By now, the adjustments should have been made. And, yes, when you play these academy games, do you maybe have to tweak things here and there? I, I, I think so, you know. But when we see the same – when we say, see a lot of the same things and we see a lot of the – you know, this reminded me um, – this reminded me a little bit of the Coastal game only because of the, the time of possession that was in the favor of – you know, that was in the favor of Air Force, you know. What Army had nine plays in the third quarter, and you know what? Um, negative six yards on nine plays. Negative six yards on nine plays. And I, I also wanted to toss this out. Um, how many times did Army have the ball in Air Force territory? Run a play in Air Force territory in the second half. You guys know the answer to that? None. I do not. <laughs> Zero. Zero. Zero plays run on Air Force's side of the field in the second half. And um, I'm sure you guys have talked about maybe certain plays here and there, but uh, the one that had uh, me a little bit scratching, and maybe, you know, I'm being picky as usual, and I'm, I, you know, never called a play in college in my life, that type of thing. But um, so they get to pick up a first down, I think, in the third quarter, um, running the football. I think it was the third and one. Buchanan got the, the yard or two that he needed. And then they decide they want to pass on first down. And they decide they want to pass, and what happens? Jamel Jones gets sacked and loses 15 yards. So that immediately throws him off course. And I'm sorry, um, you don't. Tyrell Robinson's not on the field, right? Um, making up second and 25 is very difficult for this team right now. Making it, it, making it up is very difficult for this team right now. So yeah, the running game wasn't going great, but to, a pass in that situation certainly didn't help. You know, the, oh, that type of pass, Sal, that type of pass. Army runs, every time they run a passing play, it's 15, 20 yards downfield. You know, where where is a five or six-yard pass? Or where is a slot slot back screen? Right. Not, no, no, you're not. <laughs> Steve, Steve, so we talked about the slot backs, right? And you know how much I love Ijon Marshall, right? You know how much I, oh, yeah. I, I what he brings to the offense, what he can bring to the offense, right? So I guess the slotbacks touched the ball twice today because he caught a pass and he had a run for negative two yards. So I guess you know, and um, I don't know. I think the run in the I think the run was a second half run. 
you know, they, they ran 42 times. I want to – the number, I'm probably off of that number because they had 49 plays. They ran 35 times. The quarterback ran 21 times. Um, the quarterback picked up 37 yards on 21 carries. I mean, well, and I'm not it, saying it's – I'm not putting it on Jones' running We're ability. all saying the same thing. We're all saying the same thing. We're scratching our collective heads and saying, why is there no imagination in this offense? Well, and, even, even, even the way the game opened where they brought T2 in as a slot back, I'm going, yeah. okay, get get your best players on the field. Okay, let's try this. But that – I thought it had a, a glimmer of success, but we didn't see much of even that right there. Oh, my so, fault. So he did. He did. He did carry the ball as a slot back, Tyler, for one carry. Right? Am I right? Uh, yeah, at least one time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think once. Yeah, um, he had three carries on the day, but these other carries may may have come as quarterback. So you know, if that was your game plan, right? And that was your game plan to say, hey, we're going to play two quarterbacks on the field, right? And we're going to play Jones as the quarter, and we're going to play Tyler as the slot back. I'm not saying Tyler needs to get the ball every other play as a slot back, but just put a thought in the Air Force defense's head that you might do something different. You might do something different than fullback or quarterback, you know, draw or whatever, or quarterback follow. I, I, I don't know. Man, you guys didn't talk about that last drive, did you? We, we didn't get into the last drive, but uh, I mean, all I said was I knew they weren't going to score because – you have a minute and a half left, and you have no timeouts, and you're on your own 17-yard line, and you haven't done anything all day except for the one drive. And yeah. they're, playing, they're playing for it. They're playing for a 20-yard pass, which, by the way, we were running the ball half the time. <laughs> yeah, the second down was the quarterback draw, right? Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, know, I don't know what down it was, but they do a quarterback draw. You can't do a quarterback draw. So you pick up eight yards. That means nothing. At that point of the game, it means nothing. You got to get the ball down there. You got to get to the 25, 30 yard line and take four pass and four shots at the end zone. That's what you need to do. And we were nowhere near there. And then it was desperation and, you know, poor clock management, which I don't really blame them for because they were desperate. But I don't know. And Munkin always talks about giving these guys an opportunity to win the game. It's a coach's responsibility. I'm sorry I did not see that today. It's not the first time I haven't seen it, but it was definitely the most um, um, uh, uh, ingrained in my head what, what happened today. We did not – West Point Army did not play a, 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 a smart, off imaginative offensive game today by any stretch of the imagination. I give it an F minus. F minus is that that's such a grade? I don't know. Yeah, what you guys so give it? Are you going to give it a D minus? What can you give it? Nah, just a straight F. Well, just a straight F as far as the offense, no doubt. And um, offense, I'm talking offense. Yeah, and you know what? I was going to say first off before I should have started the podcast like this. You got to give Air Force credit, no matter how much you may not like their the Air Force and how much you may not like what their style or their ad, you know how they recruit, whatever, you have to give them credit because that defense played an amazing game. Their defense played yeah. an amazing game, made it very difficult on Army, right? Yes, you should, as Army, you should have something to counterpunch with, with that. You, you, you've done it. It's it's a similar. Troy Calhoun's been coaching that team forever, you know. The, their, their defensive um, philosophy is going to be this, similar to what you've seen. It's not like they're doing something that you've never seen before, right? It's not like they – but you have to give Air Force's defense credit. You know, I have to Ooh. give them credit. You know, and yes, you have to um, 
you have Brad Roberts, did what Brad Roberts do, 100-yard game, right? And Daniels made some big plays. I was going to say, you know, I'm, I was watching the Navy-Cincinnati game for a little bit, just a, just a, a series or two. And Navy had a guy come off the bench at quarterback that's zipping passes down the field and making completions. You know, they're preparing they're preparing guys to play and be in those um, critical situations. And last time I checked, it was 2010 uh, Cincinnati. I don't know what the final score was in that game. I'll, I'll look it up as we're talking. Yeah, but it, but you know, I mean, I'm not, and, and I think that Army's done a really good job preparing the quarterbacks in recent past to play. Right? They've done a really good job of preparing three or four guys to go in. And I don't know, today it just didn't – and I know that some people um, on, you know, replying to my tweets um, wanted Cade Ballard in that last drive. You know, yeah. Uh, Ball- as we talked before, it's tough to put somebody in who's cold as ice and expect him to win the game. But, you know, he's played four downs in the last maybe three or four weeks, you know, I mean, and I don't know what, but maybe he's getting a lot of reps in, in, in practice during the week. I don't know. Maybe he is. Um, it'd be interesting to see uh, where army goes um, against Troy at that quarterback position. I'm thinking probably maybe they go back to Tyre. I mean, they might go back to Tyre for that game and we'll yeah, see what I happens. Think, yeah. I think, I think the Troy game is going to be a, a great barometer game on where the, where the team is from a character standpoint. Are they still going to fight on? Because uh, as, as you know, I think probably all of us at the beginning of the season, as we were looking down through the uh, schedule, we probably had a dub next to Troy. Troy is uh, they're having a solid season, so that's going to be a big gut check. But to to your point earlier, Sal, um, yeah, I take my hat off to Air Force. I mean, they they were number nine in the country in both total defense and number nine in the country in scoring defense, you know, less than 17 points a game. Um, so they've got a very capable defense. So we can't take that away from them. But, again, we had two weeks to game plan for them. And Davis, um, you know, I, I look back to Bateman on the defensive side of the ball when he was defensive coordinator. He was a tr- he is He's viewed as a true innovator, you know, within the coaching ranks on the defensive side of the ball. Davis needs to – open up his aperture and okay you know within the confines of an option-based offense um we've got to have some things that keep defensive coordinators guessing and innovate and misdirection uh, i don't know yeah Yeah. exactly yeah (laughs) anything i don't know misdirection i mean i i'm not a a proponent of a trick play at all right because i think that they've worked in this within army's offensive uh, in recent history but I mean, you're desperate, right? I mean, you're desperate to move the ball. Last year against Navy, they tried a trick play where I think they had Terrell Robinson try to throw to Christian Anderson. That didn't work too well. Um, yeah. But try, I don't know, a- a- anything at that point. And, you know, I think that, you know, Air Force, too, when you when they have you where you can't run the football, right, you're not having success running the football. They know you have to throw the football. Guess what? Guess who's Army gonna, Army's going to target most of the time when they throw the football? Isaiah Alston, right? Yeah. And they had him pretty well covered in this game when when he um when he was catching um trying to you know in in uh, routes and um you know I said on I said on the on the uh, preview podcast you know the tight end right Josh Lingenfelter not even do you even like try to get him involved in the offense I know he's a great blocker I know he's a great blocker even try to get the tight end involved could that be a little bit of a surprise if you run a tight end down the seam and try to 
try to hit him? I, I, I don't know. I mean, you got it. it. It's very, it's very frustrating. And you know, just real quick on the defense, right? When Andre Carter came back today. I don't know if you guys mentioned that at all. Andre Carter comes back today, and he is a, he's the factor. He's he's in the backfield a lot. He's getting um tackled a couple times. Uh, one time they finally did call it. Uh, one time he was bear hugged by Brad Roberts and. That wasn't called, and then he maybe tripped Daniels for the sack. I guess he did, but I mean, I guess they were let, they were let, the officials were either not seeing a lot of stuff today on both sides, or just not calling it, just letting the teams play. Because I look at that final drive that Army had, and um, the pass to Brahim Murphy on the sidelines. There's an obvious pass interference penalty there. Brahim Murphy's bump before the ball gets there, no call. If that calls me, at least Army advances the ball you know, 10, 15 yards up the field and gives itself a little bit better chance. But, I mean, it's a lot of what-ifs pretty much. Guys, I'm looking I'm looking at Troy here. They're 7-2. and two. Yeah. Uh, they, lost to yeah they lost to Mississippi and um, Appalachian State. Uh, and they're in first place in the West Conference of the uh, Sunbelt Conference, the Western Division of the yeah. Sunbelt. Dude, Army's going to be a 10-point underdog in that game, I yeah. guess it. I would say at least a touchdown underdog, at least at the yeah. minimum a, ten, a touchdown, maybe 10-point underdog. And I guess the only – here's two good things I saw about this game. Billy Belkey had a good punting game. He averaged 43 yards a game, punted seven times. Punting seven times in the game is not what Jeff Munkin would consider, you know, a, a success. But he, he had his best day of the season, Billy Belkey. And um, Army covered the spread. It was seven. They lost by six. I mean, that, that's the only. Uh, I'm trying to think of positives. I mean, that's all I get. That's well, all I got. Yeah, I got and, and on the defensive side of the ball, you know, a, a name we haven't called many times defensively. Uh, Hammond oh, yeah. ha had a big game. He was right up there with Marquell uh, with ten total tackles. So he was out there in the yeah, mix. My fault. Yeah. yeah, and so you know, we again defense. I felt like they take took the next step. Um, and, and if that can continue, okay, that, that, that's good. But yeah, the, the, the offense is, is the big squat, uh, you know, question mark. And it's funny how the tables have flipped, you know, yeah. or, you know, first half of the season, we were going, wow, it's defense, you know, that, especially that interior defense, you know, stopping the run just couldn't do it. And we have done, done that pretty capably the last couple of games. Yeah, the, defense, we, the defense looked fast today. The, uh, yes. the, the the linebackers look fast. The the defensive line looked pretty fast, um, you know. And uh, and I think you know, I don't know how many sacks do we have? I think we only had one sack, right? Um, I think so. I, yes. mean, I don't know. It depends on what was credited. Uh, I know that. Yeah, but I yeah, mean, I, but I, I, they, I, I thought were... Carter had one as well, but he he had two tackles for a loss, but he wasn't credited with the sack. Really. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I we're going to this game next week. I'm just looking at uh, Troy. They've only scored 200 points or so in nine games. So that, they're averaging, you know, 20 points a game with seven wins. Uh, that means they're doing it on defense. They've only given up, like, you know, 12 points a game, something like that, 18, uh, six, 15 points a game. So, um, you know, we're going to go in as, a, you know, we're going down there. I think it's a night game, right? Is it a night game next week? 3.30. Yeah. 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 Two, okay, two thirty right. Central Time. Yeah, yeah that's better. Yeah, you make it to that game, or no? Is that not near you? Are you gonna go? No, I, I am going down there. Yeah, that's about three and a half hours south of here. So wow. Um, so I will be there. The trip. 
got to bring home a win, Steve. Got to bring home a win. <laughs> okay. It's all on me. <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, here's, here's something we haven't talked about is, you know, I, I think, Sal, you mentioned before, but we, we, we need to start talking about, you know, at some point we're going to have to give up on this year. I mean, not yet, but we're getting close. And get ready for next year. And get these guys, you know, the guys who are coming back, the underclassmen who are coming back, let them come out there and start playing. At some point, Navy's doing that. I see Navy. Army's not going to do that, Seth. I don't see them doing that. I really don't. They still uh, at don't. some point, you know, the, the UConn, if we lose to Troy, and the UConn and UMass games, you don't do it against Navy. I get that. But UConn and UMass games, yeah, you got to start playing people and seeing how they do in, in live competition. If you, you know, this is what this is what schools do when they're having off years. You know, give it a shot. Historically, Army has not done that. Historically, okay, well, Army has not done that under Monk. Yeah, so. and, and I think that is a function of the Navy game because you, you, you yeah. don't want to say, okay, we're, we're moving on next season when you've got yeah, your yeah. biggest game of the season as game number 12. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably unlikely. Some things. You got, you got yeah, UConn and UMass. You got UConn at home. You can, you can dress everybody. UMass, you can only bring 60 guys. It's a little different. But um, – you know, I don't know. I, I think at some point you got to start trying different things. We, my, know, my, my question is who? My question is who? Bryson Daly, sure. Bryson Daly. But my question is who? Who else is? I mean, you know, you got guys like Miles Stewart, who's a sophomore, who's getting the game reps already. Uh, wide receiver, I mean, they're just, they're just very thin at wide receiver. Um, you know, um, how was that play? I thought I was talking to you about this, Seth, where that screen to, Tyson Riley on the, and the final drive where he, he he didn't he was one yard short of the first down or maybe it was a run by Jamel Jones and hey why Cole Catterbone is not on the field if you're going to run the football or throw short um passes like that because he's their best wide receiver blocking wide receiver is beyond me I guess you're you're cycling in guys to bring in plays and stuff like that but if you're in a hurry up offense anyway aren't the guys staying on the field that should be on the field. It's like Catterbone needs to be on the field. And Cole Catterbone is a guy that before this year has been pretty much a guy who they can go to for a short 10-yard pass or so, you know, and he's just not really being targeted at all. So, I mean, right now his main job is a blocker, and you heard at the beginning of – well, not heard, but preseason, right, he's practicing as a slot back. He's also a wide receiver. You thought maybe they use him a little bit more this year, but – he doesn't. He doesn't have a carry, right? Doesn't have a carry this year, and he might have his catches are very minimal. His catches are very yeah, minimal. That goes to my point. Try different people. What do we have to lose at this point? Besides, you know, the Navy game, you have to win. That's a vital game. I got to tell you something. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to bring this up, and maybe I shouldn't, but I'm going to because I like to bring things up like this. But on Academy Wars, you know, listening to some of the people talking, writing, you know, there's some people saying that. Maybe Munkin needs a change of chain of scenery, um, and uh, uh, that's uh, yeah, first time sure. heard, first time I've heard it. First time I've heard it. Or I've read yeah. it. And, um, and it's you know the typical football fans out there that okay they suddenly forget everything he's accomplished, and we have we're in the midst of a, a season where we're struggling and we're ready to you know clean house. Um, you know, coming off of back to back nine win seasons, you're saying okay, let's yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think the system works um, to a point. I think that injuries have been a big part of this year. You know, injuries have been a big part of the season. Oh, yeah. Carter being out for a couple games, 
Robinson being out for a couple games, he banged up on the offensive line at the beginning of the season. And, you know, they were pretty healthy today. I mean, yet uh, T-Rob was not playing, but they were pretty, uh, they were probably as healthy as they were been in a while. And it, I mean, Air Force won the Air Force won the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, plain and simple. Plain and simple. That's the you want a story of the game. Air Force won the um, line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And yeah, I mean, I, I would say the first third of the game we were standing toe to toe with them. But I I don't know if it's just a function of size. I mean, I, the, the Air Force got some guys with some big old guts, and uh, I don't know if that just wore at our guys over over time. Um, but yeah. Uh, by the time we got to halftime, they were winning the point of attack on both sides of the ball. Calhoun said it was the best 35 minutes he, of defense he's seen the team play all year, his team play all year. You know, so, I mean, you got to give it to that. They, they they did. They came alive. I agree with you guys. I thought Air Force played a great game defensively. They did what they had to do to win the game. You know, they had a couple of bad penalties. At the, they could have scored another touchdown. They ended up with a, with a field goal. Um yeah. But, um, you know, they, they had a couple of, you know, they had a chance to score another touchdown. They probably would have if not for the penalties, but that's part of the game. Um, yeah. It was a couple dozen fifth-year seniors. You know, they allowed uh, a lot of their uh, football players to go home for a semester in the midst of COVID and, and that. So, you know, that kind of experience, I mean, I think it's reflecting in their performance this season, especially defensively. A little bit, but Steve, full disclosure, Army has those guys too, like Tyre Tyler and Kobina Bonzi. Those are fifth-year guys too. So it's not like Army's not playing with any of those guys too. So, I mean, they have they have those players too. And it's just – I did want to bring up one thing that's kind of after the whistle. And, um, you know, we're I'm watching it on TV, right? So I don't really know what's going on, um, fully going on at the stadium. But – you know, at the end of the game, the CBS TV broadcast has Jeff Munkin waiting at the at, waiting at midfield for a handshake from Troy Calhoun that never came. That never came. Uh, there was no handshake at the end of the game. I know these two coaches do not like each other, right? Yeah. The, the recruiting is very intense when it comes to Army and Air Force. It's very intense on the field when it comes to Army and Air Force. You see that they play to the the last blow, the last breath of the whistle. These two teams play to right. But I mean, there was no handshake from Troy Calhoun, and um, I received some some intel or some um, information from people at the game that there was never a handshake. There was never a handshake between. Well, I appreciate you because that's filling in the blank for me because I, I did see Monk had go out to midfield and he stopped at, at midfield, um, and uh, I, I was I was wondering if there if the handshake had ever happened because yeah, if if they if it happened. It didn't get televised. Yeah, and I, I, I just gonna, you know, I, I, I've covered the rivalry for you know what, two thousand seven on a full, you know, a good time basis, fifteen years, and you know, there's the, there's no love between the two coaches. Oh, yeah. you know, since Monk and, and Monk and, uh, took the job in twenty fourteen, but you know, there's a sense of respect, right? A little bit of respect for the rivalry, Army and Navy, yeah. Coach Munkin and Coach Ken, they coach with each other at, at, at Hawaii. They have a long-standing friendship. You know you're going to get the hug, right? You know you're oh, going to yeah. get the hug at the end of the game between those two guys. They're really good friends, uh, fierce competitors, but really good friends, right? And you just don't know sometimes with, with Air Force. And um, was Troy Calhoun celebrating with his team? 
Maybe he was. Was he? You got to go out there and shake the uh, the right. coach. Oh yeah, that's that's protocol. You know, yeah, you got to go and out. The thing there. is, and it's know, all on him too because he's the winning coach. Yeah, and you know what? You, 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 it's almost like you're a sore winner. You know, you're like yeah. it's almost like you're a sore winner. And I don't know. I mean, that's why you can never compare Army Navy with Army Air Force as far as the rivalries. They're completely different. We talked about this on Thursday with James Nautical and Steve Anderson on the podcast. They're completely different rivalries, and there's so much more respect from both sides of the in the Army Navy rivalry than there is in the Army Air Force rivalry. And you know that's just um, well. Let, let, let's, just, let's talk about that. You know, you brought up a you opened up a, a hole here, a rabbit oh, hole. No. Um, that place is half empty today. Yeah, I mean. Well, it's, it's a lousy venue for a football game. <laughs> I, I agree. I don't know why they moved it there, uh, but they Money. did. Money. I, I bet you somebody took a bath. I know it wasn't Army or Air Force, but, you know, was, I mean, that place, that place, you know, I, I they, they, sh they showed it a bunch of times. They said it hold 50,000. I bet you there wasn't 25,000 there. They had 33, I think they announced as their attendance, 33. And, you know, um, that's the two years is over with the Commander's Classic in, in Dallas. And they try to do, they, they do the pregame festivities. They try to make it something special. They're, they're trying, but it's just not going to. Well, next work. year it's in Denver at the, uh, at the Bronco Stadium, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know how that's going to work, too, unless Air Force fans flock to the game. Because how many – I mean, Army fans will travel, but are 20,000 Army fans going to fill um, – the former Mile High Stadium. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. And, you know, I, I want to ask you guys this real quick about, you know, 2024, right? When Army, it's Army's turn to, quote, be the host of the game for the Air, Air Force game. And supposedly the re reconstruction of uh, Mikey Stadium, the renovation of Mikey Stadium, whatever you like to call it, is going to start in the summer of 23. So um, 2024, it's stadium still going to be under construction. They say it might not be done to the 2025 start of the season. You host a game at West Point with like maybe 30,000 fans there because I think they're going to bring in some portable stands possibly for that game, maybe. Or do you go to a um, a neutral site? And I think Coach Munkin wants to play the game on campus. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what you how you guys feel about that. I mean, I think I'd rather play the game at Mikey Stadium and, you know, have the 25, 30,000 there and, and have to go to a neutral site where you're just not you're playing at these stadiums. I mean, again, Army Air Force, with all due respect, is not Army Navy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> as far as attendance wise, as far as, far as uh, you know, it's just not. It's the interest. Yeah. <laughs> got remember something. Army Navy is always played in the corridor between Washington and New York, and now Boston, and all the Pentagon people go up for the game, and it's a whole weekend thing for these people. Yeah. Army, Army Air Force taking place in Dallas. I mean, yeah, you have some bases around there, but you know it's not drawing people. Uh, you know, it, it's having having the game at Mikey at Mikey Stadium only holds forty thousand. It'll sell out or get close to sell out. Same thing over at the, at Colorado Springs. I mean, uh, the Army Navy game is a perfect game for this. I mean, it's it's it has tradition to it. It's the only game of the day, basically. Um, it, it means something, and it's close by. People get in their cars from Washington or come down from New York or whatever, 
you know, let's see what happens with Boston, which is a little bit further out, out of the thing. Hey, my question to you is they're starting to stay, they're, they're going to start rebuilding the stadium in next summer. Why don't they start the day after the last home game? They don't have the money yet. They, they have a hundred. Then they should wait until after the 23 season. They uh, put it, they put out um, a story or a release, whatever you have it, that they have $114 million that they've got in funds. And I think they need it in the uh, over 140 to complete the project. Yeah. And so they don't have the money yet. So they're waiting on the money. You can't start a project that you may not be able to wait until after the 23 season. If that's the case, wait till after the 20. So now you're going to ruin two seasons instead of just one. Well, I think, oh, but, but I think that was the plan all along because I think it's a, it's an 18 to 24 month construction project. So it, 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 I think they had reconciled. Uh, that that sounds like a long, not the, I'm no engineer, but that sounds like a long time to take down one set of stands. You can knock those stands down in a week and you can start rebuilding them. Hey, listen, I know I'm a You should have right. bid on the contract, Seth. I'll do it, man. I'll, I'll go work there. I mean, I got nothing else to do. So, I mean, I'll go work. See, I'll, give me a hard hat. Picture Seth with a hard hat on, right? I yeah. mean, and, <laughs> yeah. a and a tool right? belt. Yeah, there you go. Hey, last yeah. week I fixed my dryer. You guys, uh, I was very impressed. My saved myself two hundred bucks. Not cost a call an electrician. I did it all by myself. I got the lint out of there. I cleaned up everything. Very proud of myself. Tip of the cap to you, Seth. <laughs> Tip of the cap to you. Tip of the helmet. Um, uh, we got we got to beat Troy State next week. Um, you know what? Are they, Troy Trojans? Is that their nickname? I think it yeah, is. I don't know yeah. about Troy State. I think they're just Troy, right? Steve. Yeah. Oh, Troy, really? Yeah, used to be Troy. Used to be Troy State, but yeah, they're they're now just Troy. And now we got we got we got to be Troy, um, and I hope they show up with a different, uh, a little more imagination on the uh, on the offense, and I hope the defense just plays like they did today because they played great and uh, they deserve you know hats off to them. Uh, we can get an offense going here. Who knows? You know who knows. Yeah, we'll see. Um, any any final thoughts from you, Steve, about today? I mean, we went into pretty – I don't know if we missed anything. I was in and out of here. Great job by you guys carrying on the conversation. Um, yeah, any other thoughts on the game? Yeah, the- I, I just think, you know, uh, Troy is going to be a gut check. Um, and, and it's going to be a leadership challenge not only for the coaching staff, but, uh, you know, the athlete leaders. Um, we'll get a good feel for where Army is heading down the the, the home stretch, uh, but I, I think I think Troy is still a winnable game. Yes, they are a very capable Sun Belt team, uh, but I think we can stay in toe to toe with them. I, I, going into it, I, I figured uh, it would be about a three point game. You're right; it may be you know a, a, a touchdown um, point point spread, but uh, Army is going to need to bring it. And and uh, the, the large contingent, a uh, lot. Uh, we're up in North Alabama, Redstone Arsenal. Lar- uh, matter of fact, the uh, Huntsville, Alabama area is the largest concentration of West Point grads outside of D.C. Okay. Um, so large contingent will become there. Uh, Fort Rutgers in South Alabama, they'll be coming up. So I think there'll be a good fan base there. Um, so so we'll, we'll see. We'll I, see. I, as I, as- I, I, just, I just want to point out that Alabama and LSU, I think it's LSU, are going yeah. in a second overtime, right? Oh, well, there you go. Oh, okay. So uh, Alabama came back. Yeah, I uh, when yeah, I they're, they're, they're like overtime a... now. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's the first overtime or second overtime, but it's it's uh it's, it's twenty four all. Um, Wake Forest is losing to North Carolina State by thirteen with seven minutes left, 
And I believe Notre Dame beat uh, Clemson. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They hammered them 35-14. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, uh, you, you see a lot of things. With Tennessee losing, um, interesting what's going on, you know, for these four spots. Um, uh, Clemson's yeah, now gone. And then there's the 9-0 and TCU Horn Frogs. Uh, they they, they, they might be showing up soon. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just going to real quick – uh, college football scoreboard brought to you by Seth Mendelson and Black Knight Nation. There, um, <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to um, give you give a little bit of an update on Mar- Marquel Broughton, who uh, left the game in the second half yeah. for for Army. Um, I, I heard that he was walking around and seemed to be okay after the game. Yeah, he was on the sidelines, right, and seemed like he was. I know, um, didn't, he seemed like he was not happy that he wasn't able to finish that game off, right? Because hey, he had it. I don't know if we talked about Mark Marquell's interception in the first half. Oh man, um, yeah, and the fact that the Army didn't get anything out of that interception was disappointing. I think they got to the they got on their own forty five, and I think they did they go three and out, guys. I think they might have went three and out. Was three and out, yeah, yeah. I think they went three and out, and so um, maybe maybe just a stinger for Mar- Marquell. We'll have to see, but um, you know if he can put on the pads. Um, he, he, he's, he's a captain, two-year captain, you know, um, because it's something serious, you know, get, well, get, get there, better. There's a protocol there they have to follow. And I'm sure that, uh, he, he met that protocol and, um, and I, I'm sure that he said he was fine, but the doctors, and this is good. This is a good thing we saw that the, the people who make that decision said, you're not going back in, even though you say you're fine. Um, you know, this life is a lot more important than a college football game. And um, yeah, got to err on the side of safety. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad I'm glad he didn't go in. Uh, I I understand his anger and his, you know, his emotion. And I, I'm not sure anger is the right word, emotion. Um, but, you know, the, the, the goal is to keep these kids as safe as we possibly can in a very violent game. And I thought yeah. they did the right thing. I mean, I'm sad he didn't go back in, but they did the right, made the right call, I'm sure. Yeah, and I guess the last shout out for me for the game would be Max D. Domenico, who did go in and replace Marquell and did make that big third down stop that forced Air Force to punt and gave Army at least a chance. Yeah, you know? performed so very capably. Yeah, he's going to be a good one. Yeah, so Max, and last last week he had a sack um, on a fourth down play, too. Um, so Max D. Domenico is getting more time this season toward the end. And maybe he's one of the guys that you guys are talking about as far as maybe getting more snaps toward the end. So, um, so we're going to close it up here. 13-7, Army loses to Air Force. Air Force wins the Commander-in-Chief's trophy for the first time since 2016. The trophy finally leaves West Point. It's been in Army's possession since 2020, right? Um, and it finally leaves uh, It finally leaves West Point, and now it's at, in Colorado Springs. Um, so now what's left for Army is four games that, hey, if you run the table, you'll – if you win three in a row, you'll probably get to a bowl game. If you, uh, and then you got that big one against Navy at the end of the year. So there's still a lot to play for for Army, and we'll see how they respond next week at Troy. Uh, thanks to everybody who is watching today. If you're re-watching this uh, uh, podcast on YouTube, feel free to comment after. Uh, I love seeing the comments after that we get on the on these YouTube videos. Um, I got to check up on them. Check our website out, blackknightnation.com. Seth Mendelssohn's updated story. What quotes is on the website? We'll get you some photos to um, a photo gallery up there of the game as soon as I can. Um, check out our 
our social medias at you know black black nation social medias on uh twitter and instagram uh, uh check out my at sal internado i'm always posting stuff um 8800 followers now um trying to get to 10k gonna get there eventually as long as twitter is still in existence you know in the next couple <laughs> months um, you know we'll try to get there seth where can you have anything that you'd like to plug before we go or do you have a facebook page or anything you want no to I, I i do have a facebook page but you don't want to read it so i, All I, right. I, Steve, I how about my politics too much how about some plugs for you before we yeah crawdads uh countdown to kick off facebook page um Great place to interact, not only on Army football, but on all things Army West Point athletics. Yeah, we got to give a shout out to the men's and women's soccer teams, right? They yeah, won the, they won the Patriot League regular season title. Have have I'm sorry if I don't know this, Steve. Have both advanced to the Patriot League final or now? Um, the women have. I'm I'm. I think the semifinal game may be still to be played for the men. Okay. Uh, so, but, but yeah, and and both the the respective coaches were coaches of the year uh, in the Patriot League. So, and both new, relatively new hires. So, yeah. we, we got good ones there. No doubt. Um, great to see uh, Tracy and Brian, the coaches of uh, Army Men's and Women's Soccer, win those awards. And uh, we'll keep we'll I'll, we'll try Black and Nation. We'll try to keep you um, keep track of them in the postseason. Also, wrestling season started. We got a lot going on. But guys, thank you so much for joining us. Well, I want to throw one more thing. I, I want to throw one, one more thing. Uh, my next door neighbor, for I lived next to the kid, they lived next to me, maybe four houses away. They just moved down the Jersey Shore. He's the captain of the Army hockey team, Anthony Figliola or something like that. He's a senior. This kid was the smallest kid on the block. Okay. And now he's the captain, and I hear a very good player for West Point. And I'm really proud of him. I, I knew the kid really well. I, I coached him in basketball, him and his brother. I coached both both of them. And they're you know hard-nosed kids. And now he's the captain at West Point, senior. And I hear he's a, uh, a great kid up there and also a, 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 good, um, a, a good hockey player. So I just want a, a shout-out to him. I think the hockey team's won a couple games in a row maybe. I think they've won a few in a row. So Brian Riley, one of the best – people you can ever meet brian riley the hockey coach uh, has yeah. been on the podcast uh just a really good guy army uh got off to a slow start but you know is picking up in hockey uh, all right guys uh, we're gonna get out of here thanks seth it's been an honor to be on the podcast with seth mendelson and steve Kripe. and uh we'll be back here next saturday after the troy game to re recap it and we'll see if we can get a guest on during the week uh for the black knight nation podcast thanks a lot guys have a great night thank you have a good weekend take care